0: I'm Coach Seb, and this is Running New Mexico. All right, joining me today, I have Kyle Fastwolf. He is a head coach, cross-country coach at La Cueva High School. Uh, also coaches track. He's a La Cueva grad and a UNM grad and ran for UNM. So thanks for joining me today. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So, you know, my first question is, how'd you get into running?
1: Yeah. So um, my parents uh, tried putting me in a ton of different sports. Uh, They tried basketball. My dad tried to teach me how to throw baseballs and I was very uncoordinated and very uh, not so competitive. So they told me that they were going to send me out to try cross country. My dad was a cross country runner back in his day. So he said, this is one that he can't mess up. Just put one foot in front of the other. Um, so I ended up uh, going out and this was what, when I was probably about nine years old, uh, going out for my elementary school's cross country team. And, um, I definitely, they thought they found the sport I couldn't mess up in, but they, they were wrong. Um, I was constantly <laughs> fighting for last place with one of the girls on the team and everyone else just way far ahead of me. And, uh, they'd say, you got the right name. We just got to get you to be fast. <laughs> um, so I actually, yeah, so I, I, uh, definitely was not someone that started out running super well or super fast. Um, and then my uh, dad, he got a job as a principal in my, my hometown outside of Albuquerque. So we him and I moved up there and my mom stayed working at Sandia Labs and uh, was going like part time. And so he had me try out for the cross country team there. And the altitude up there is, gosh, somewhere like plus, like 7,000 plus. So um, the first day I went out, and ran, I think, like three miles. And I could just feel my lungs like burning. I was like tasting blood. And I remember going, I think it wasn't even before the run was over. I went to my dad's office and I was crying and I was saying, Dad, please don't send me back there. That man is crazy. My coach Ben Sanchez and uh, my dad just like didn't want to hear. He just <laughs> go on, go finish practice and close the door behind me. And he I wanted to quit, but he just uh, forced me to stick with it and Um, yeah. And then the rest, I guess I stuck with it was consistent and here we are, I guess. So
0: (laughs) yeah. I, you know, that's what I love about running though. Like consistency will make you so much better. Like Mm -hmm. just that simple fact of going out and trying a little bit every day is going to make you so much better.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. We, um, I remember I was, I was quite the little goody two shoes uh, nerd classic cross country runner um, <laughs> when, I, when I first moved up there. And the school was a little rougher, a little rougher than La Cueva, just, just a tad, a lot. Yeah. Um, but the uh, middle school and high school had practiced together. And every day we would go out to the Pueblo out there and we'd go um, on this like six mile loop. And it was like just straight up, around, and back down. And so we would run just in far enough because our coach would drive his little van after us and we get in far enough that the van couldn't go, wouldn't go any further. Right. I'd get a little too uh, narrow of a path. And all the upperclassmen, the high schoolers, they'd all go into the forest and just kind of mess around, play games, whatever, like, you know, coach isn't here. Why are we running? And what they would do is they'd wait for me. Right. And cause I'd be the one of the only people that go the full distance. So I'd go do the loop and they'd wait about half an hour. And then once they saw me coming out, they say, okay, rules coming, let's, let's start running back and then get on the course <laughs> and then sprinted in. So every day I was like the last boy coming in. Um, and it used to get me so mad, but I, I, I wasn't no snitch. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna say anything mostly cause I was scared of them, but, um, it it, 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 you know, it's exactly like you mentioned with that consistency where, um, just sticking around, like, you know, the results were evident when it came time to race little by little, I started, Chipping off time and over there, our school is very small, um, so we had like ten boys on the team, seven wow. uh, like high schoolers and three middle school boys. And so the high schoolers thought, "Hey, we're we're set here. We're you know we're gonna make varsity." And then uh, it just so happened that I just stayed consistent every day, going doing the runs while they were um, choosing to have their fun instead. And then it turned out that um, I actually. Uh, me and another eighth grader jumped up to the varsity team for state, and we actually got second that year for two A. Oh wow! So I was an eighth grader, yeah. So and then, yeah, came down to La Cueva, Um thought I was hot stuff, and <laughs> learned that five A running is a bit different than two A running, um, and just loved it. Yeah, and then yeah, the rest is history. I, uh, I definitely, yeah, I love the sport.
0: That's that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool that the that, that elementary had a little cross-country team because that's not something we really see you know in albuquerque outside of like you know little clubs or after school activities so that's pretty awesome you had that experience you know with that uh were you guys racing against like other elementary schools or how did that work yeah
1: so it was with the parochial leagues so yeah. um it was uh holy ghost and we would, you know, race against other like private schools. Uh, like we'd race at like Manal Saint Pius. We'd go use their course before all those houses were there. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was actually super fun. But again, I would I would show up and I would just get whooped in every <laughs> single race. So <laughs> I, I tell my kids, I was like, I, I know what I, you know, it you know they they see me in my times, and I said there was a time where I was getting the pity clap. Every week and it's you just got to stick with it and just, you know, just my, run your race. You right what I mean, yeah.
0: But, you know, how beneficial, you know, do you find that to be able to tell the kids that like I've been in your shoes? I know. I know what it's like to be the last person coming in and I know what it's like to be one of the first people coming in, like to have that range of experience. I mean, do you feel like that helps your coaching?
1: Absolutely. And, um, I think it helped me connect a little better. And actually, um, I was reminded of it because, you know, I've been running since I was, uh, nine years old, pretty consistently through the age of 22. Um, so I had forgotten what it was like to redo those basic, you know, running, uh, from scratch or not. Cause I used to think, why do people hate running? It's, it's, so simple it's like walking but faster like just do it like what why are you stopping um and then there were a couple there was a uh, i had a, a pretty serious head injury that kept me from running for like 18 months oh wow and uh so it when i did start running again that was like my retirement uh from running i was like well i can't run anymore this is it um and it took a while for that to go away but when i started back up again It was so eye opening because I couldn't run a mile. I was feeling like I couldn't breathe. I was running, I was struggling to run 845s. And this is, you know, my last season at UNM doing a 10 mile tempo where the average was like 517. Like this was so new to me. And um, the times that I, I did have to run at UNM after, you know, not running for six months just because they needed an extra a person on the team for a race, right? An indoor or something. And it it's, it's hard. It's, it's really hard. To, you know, you're going as fast as you can and people are just zipping by you and it's really demoralizing. And then of course, like, you know, everyone wants to be a good sport and clap for the last person. But for me, who was like a competitor used to being on top of the world, I was, I was like insulted. I was like, <laughs> stop clapping. No. Um, but it was very humbling. And it also gave me a different perspective because going back in coaching now, especially in this year where we had a weird COVID year, I have, um, you know, all but four people on my team are freshmen or sophomores. This is their first full season of cross country. For a lot of them, this is their first sport they've ever done, and they've been sitting at home for over a year, right? All isolated. So, you know, it's really I'm really having to draw from that well and think back, like, what was it like to run for the first time? what is it like to teach someone drills and strides and explain what a tempo is to someone who has no idea what that is. Um, so it, it, and then being able to tell them, like I tell my kids all the time, I used to get beat by all the girls, like, cause we have some really talented uh, girl runners on our, on our team, female runners on our team. And, um, you know, some of our boys, they, it hurts their pride a little bit. And I say, Hey, don't, don't sweat it, man. Like we've all been there and it, there's no shame in it, honestly. Like, um, just like you mentioned, just stay consistent and uh, you know focus on you your improvement and uh it, it it does help me kind of get into the mindset to how I can reach out to them and and though you know i I, I don't like to brag or anything but uh, i I can smoke all my kids now I graduated my two <laughs> superstars. so so now i in the in the pretty not so in shape version of myself that I am, I can still run laps around them. So uh, in their minds, they're like, coach, like, what do you mean? You're like the fastest person I know. And I say, well, thank you. You must not know a lot of runners. But <laughs> I also, you know, I say we all, we, you know, I started here and I got up over here. So now you're starting here. Let's let's, you know, you can work your way up there, too. So it's I think it's very important, uh, you know, to remember what it was like to be a learner and to be a beginner, I guess.
0: Oh, man. I'm. I'm having, I'm in the same boat as you, you know, we have got so many kids who are new to it or, you know, they may have come out for a little bit last year, but it's all so new or, I mean, r- I mean, really even my juniors, you know, they had one full season and then it's like, Oh, what do we do again? Like,
1: <laughs> yep. exactly.
0: I, I spent uh, part of practice today. We, we did our strides on the track. So I could actually line them up. Like we start on a cross country race. Like you're going to be in a box. There's going to be a lot of people around you because most of them have never experienced that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yep. uh it's mind boggling almost.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I had a kid come up to me. He's like, so coach, we're racing against Cleveland tomorrow. And I was like, we're racing at Cleveland. Yeah. Like, and, and Cleveland's like, and, and other schools too. And he's like, how, how many other schools? I was like, dude, like 12, 15 other schools like there's going to be He's like he had no idea what like a cross country meet was like. And and it's little things like that where I just like just like, oh, man, (laughs) like (laughs) this is rough or like uh, I think miles split had put us like they ranked our girls 10th in the state and they included a girl who's still in a boot uh, from track um, and then a girl who graduated. But I guess they I don't know if I put the the grade wrong or something. But I was looking at it and I was like, oh, man, if only if only this was our full roster. It's <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of rebuilding. And, and, and like I tell Matt, I'm like, man, we had to like we literally had to run the warm up with them and lead stretches from because exactly like you're saying, we have two seniors or three seniors right now on our team. And of those three seniors, only one of them is a four year senior. So only one person has seen of more than one full regular season. And it's just, it's, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm going to lose my mind <laughs> by the <laughs> time the season's over. I said, you know, in eight years of coaching or nine years of coaching, I don't even know, in uh, four years of teaching, I've never once like lost my cool or like raised my voice. But when you have a team of just freshmen and sophomore boys <laughs> that are just being riding their bicycles on the stairs like I got a call from the principal as I was going to practice coach can you tell your kids not to ride the bicycles on the stairs Ah. all right we'll do that or uh you know then we get to practice and they're climbing trees throwing pine cones right when we were supposed to be doing our drills and I was like man Matt I don't know man these kids are these kids are something but hopefully this is the last time we'll have to do a total rebuild for you know the next hundred years or so. (laughs) Right.
0: Uh, Yeah. That's the hope it's, it's, uh, you know, the, the one good thing is everybody's going through it, but yeah, it is, it is a whole, it really makes you kind of rethink the process of like, you know, what you're doing. I mean, for, for me, I mean, I've been in the program at Sandia for six years now, but this is my first year as a head coach. So, you know, it's nice for me to be able to like, instill, these are the things that I want to see out of them. But at the same time, it's still kind of like there's certain expectations I have, certain things that I think of, like oh, well, yeah, just do that, and they look at me with blank faces, like, all right, yeah, let me show you how to do that, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, I was actually just thinking about that. Like, has, um, has that little break been like? Have you been able to mix up your program at all, or is it ha- has it been pretty? Have you made a lot of changes? I guess is what I'm asking.
0: So, you know, over the, I mean, you know, you, you've been there. So over the past six years that I've been there, I'm now the fourth head coach. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've taken some things from each of the previous coaches and, and kind of instilled some of my own. So there's, you know, it's funny. I think about things and my assistant was running when I first started, you know, he, he was a, a runner for Sandy at the time and graduated. And, you know, it's funny. I talked to him about some of this stuff and like, oh, man, remember when we used to do that? I want to get back to that, but we can't yet. And yeah. and kind of reassessing some of those things that worked, you know, for those different programs and, and what makes sense. It's kind of, um, you know, I, I got to work with some amazing coaches. I mean, Coach Mbotic, I mean, obviously, know, knew his stuff and Coach Williams and Coach Maestas, but, um, you know, finding the time and, and what. I feel works best is is gonna still work in progress I guess.
1: mm-hmm Yeah, there's a little bit of a like growing pains I think that come through it. I, my uh my first year when I took over is uh I I said man why aren't we doing more uh like another workout a week right we do one workout Monday and then like a long run and I thought Joe at UNM was real big on his tempos now I don't need my kids doing ten mile tempos right. Let's try breaking them up like a mile and a half k efforts, or you know, four mile tempos when they get there. And we were, I was still in that mentality of like, um, of like a, a collegiate runner, right? right. Like, yeah, dude, like they can just the, the boys can tempo at like five forty five easy, like, and boys cannot tempo five forty five easy for their first one ever in most cases. And so we we really had to like, and and I was really excited about that, and then it went back to okay well you know the previous coach before me my my coach um you know may, maybe he in all his experience had a better hand on on this and so i really went back to his training stuff and like the stuff i was doing in high school and i realized you know um maybe there's a, a balance so we don't do tempos every week because you know burnouts for the kids and, mm-hmm. and especially if they have a bad one i don't like to then immediately send them back week after week and they can't hit their times. It's really demoralizing. So we, we don't do them as frequently, but there are a couple of things where like, I was like, this has to go as soon as I'm a head coach. And then some things I was like, okay, actually we probably should have kept that. Let's go back for it. So, uh, it's, it's a learn it's a learning. So I, I, what I do is I have these binders now and I print out our training plan, uh, kind of like at a cycle by cycles every four weeks or so. And we change things that way. I have a better idea of what we're doing and uh, we'll see how it goes.
0: yeah I ch- I, I kind of try to plan the same way I do uh, I set it all up on a Google meet and, or a Google um, sheet and that way mm. I can share it out with my assistant and I, I kind of I try to plan backwards from like state and district like when I want to kind of start tapering off a little bit. And I'm like, OK, so if I'm tapering off here, then OK, I need to be doing and I kind of go that way and then adjust things. And that's what I've done with track. And that's what I'm doing now with with cross country. But, you know, adjust things as I need to. Sure. It's. Um, yeah,
1: it's like teaching, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go and change your lesson plans. This didn't work. This worked.
0: Right. There's, Next
1: time, don't put all the freshman boys in one group. Right. <laughs> right
0: uh this killed him more than i thought temp you know yeah. reduce it a little bit you know things like that absolutely um that's awesome to to talk to you about that cuz you know i you're you've been doing this for long enough but again like this it's like you're talking about like this is all almost like new like starting fresh again and you have to go back and think about like how what 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 worked what's how can i start these these kids off so that they have a solid foundation for the next you know two three years
1: yeah and i think it's kind of hard too because especially like at a school like uh i mean you guys have pretty high expectations as well sandia but i know on my end at la cueva like you know it's been it's been a minute since we've had a state championship runner state championship team even like being on the podium we've been pretty good at getting uh, a boy at least or a girl at least for the past four years um and um and, and it's hard though because you know uh everyone wants to be good and i had tell my kids all the time i have a really stellar uh sophomore girl and all last year she was like always fighting me like like almost like i like when i first got my dog like always trying to pull the lead <laughs> and i'm like nope 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 come on we're gonna we're gonna actually slow it down a bit and and I and it was something I had a, a conversation that I had with all the kids, but with her in particular, that, you know, I don't want you to be the fastest freshman there ever was at the Cleveland Invite and then be injured or burn out or be frustrated for the next three years. Our term our our long goal uh, our long term goal is to get you in four years, senior year, get you to state on the the shorter scale, every season at state. So, and it's it's hard because, like you know, I'm sure you know we have the experience. We've run the miles, and uh, the kids they don't know what they don't know just yet. Yeah, you know what I mean, <laughs> so it is it, a it is a learning experience.
0: Oh, absolutely. I I have a kid who, um, you know, one of my top two runners, and and he's I, I really have high hopes for him this year, and he's got probably even higher hopes for himself and you know he came up to me he's like I'm, I'm feeling great I think I can already PR at this first meet and I'm gonna be great I'm like awesome you know if you do awesome but let's not hang everything on that like let's yeah. st- you know we're looking at state we're not looking I don't I don't care if you win the Cleveland meet and no one else is gonna care if you win the Cleveland meet and then you're last at state or your 20th or you know whatever like that's not what's exactly. important it's good to have yep. many goals, but your long term goal, you know, let's let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, you know, it's hard. They, It's hard to <laughs> it's hard to get in that head even for a senior like, yeah, they just they just want to look at tomorrow.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> The instant gratification or like, that's where I'm talking with a lot of my kids uh, about just being patient because mm-hmm. they're like, I've already been running for two weeks and I still can't run a 5k. And I'm right. like, it's been two weeks. You've had 10 practices. Don't be so hard on yourself.
0: <laughs> All right, That's
1: gold is- medals overnight, but go ahead.
0: Right. Well, I was just going to say this. It's not like YouTube where, you know, you get to fast forward to the end and, instant gratification <laughs>
1: exactly or like the kids now tell me that they watch these documentaries and movies and stuff on netflix but on uh, like double the speed and i tried watching i i forget what we were we we're coming back from our team camp and they were watching twilight and i've never seen twilight before but they were trying to show me it and i was i i couldn't keep up i was like how did and they were like all invested in it and i i was like i don't know how you kids can like enjoy this it's so fast but you know everything is now 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 right
0: yeah i, I mean i can't even listen to podcasts at double speed because it just blurs together yeah and that's just voices like <laughs> movement i like feel like that's like seizure inducing or something <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly
0: so let me ask you a question you, you said you kind of you know with all these new kids mm-hmm. i know along the running Coaching thing, you know, one of the questions is always like, you know miles or minutes and with such a a young team I'm curious, you know, what what did you do before and have you adjusted that because of the team?
1: Yeah, so I've I've uh, I've been following the previous coach Nick Martinez his model of doing minutes over miles um, the only time that we do miles in particular would be like our tempo runs, um, is when we look at miles and we go down to the, the, um, the bike path down at Alameda and it has those really nice quarter mile markers. So even if they don't have a Garmin, they still kind of have an idea of where they're at. Um, I do prefer minutes only because, um, I used to do miles in college and with how injured I was, <laughs> I kind of just never wanted to do it again. But it's kind of nice, like, if you say, I want you to run, if you tell a kid, I want you to run four miles, if they're having the best day of their life and they feel good and they're training good, four miles might not be enough, right? They might come back and feel like they have a lot left over. If a kid is, you know, they've had a tough week at school, uh, if they're doing band, zero hour classes, ROTC, stuff like that, their body might be tired. And that easy, like, four miles might actually be super difficult for them because they are, so overloaded and their body's already under a lot of stress so i do like to put 30 minutes and that way if a kid is feeling great and they want to run at like a seven flat pace they get a little over you know for their four miles in but if a kid is just really they just their body is not having it i'd rather them you know get their running in get their time in even if it's only three miles or if it's 3.2 miles right and it allows their body to kind of relax a little bit And um, I think that's just a little healthier for the kids mentally also to, you know, it's kind of crushing to be like, I'm feeling like crap and I still have two more miles I have to run. Um, And then not only that, but especially with like the new kids, um, a lot of them are very inexperienced and especially and and I'm just picking on my freshman boys at this point. but (laughs) They have a lot of heart god bless their little souls um but they think that they can run with the varsity guys and their 30 minute run turns into 50 minutes as fast as they can out and then about a five minute jog back and then a walk that takes about 30 minutes back to school so a little bit on my end being a little selfish saying i don't want to i don't want to wait for those guys it's easier for me to say yeah 50 minutes turn around come back and uh for the 30 minute runs or like an hour, an hour run. Right. I, have, I had to catch a couple of freshman kids that were sneaking with my hour long group. And I was like, no, I'm not going to wait for you to walk back three hours. Right. <laughs> uh, when you realize that you weren't ready for this. So I think it is a, I, I personally prefer minutes. Um, I'm not sure, um, where you lie on that, uh, side of the bay, but I, you know, minutes I think are good for me.
0: I've always enjoyed it. I, I like minutes. Um, especially when you have such a wide range of kids, because you can, like you said, you can say 30 minutes and everybody should be back within that 30 minutes, right? Like Mm -hmm. it helps kind of keep it concise instead of saying, like you said, like, all right, you're doing four, you're doing six, you're doing whatever. And then they're all coming back at different different times. So it helps like trying to get in those, you know, those extra stuff, those agilities and stretches and all those other (laughs) fun things we want to do. But also, you know, like you said, having some of those kids that have never run, like, all right, cool. Like you're you're just doing 20 minutes today. Mm -hmm. Like you can do 20 and then, you know, varsity, you guys go out for 40. And I don't have to worry necessarily about like who's getting the mileage mileage or who's that. Like, I know they're going to hit what they need to hit. And then those, you know, those younger kids are back early, and I can, you know, they can get a couple, you know, some extra calf stretches because, you know, they're not used to the pounding, so they're complaining about shin splints. And oh my um, gosh,
1: <laughs> we have a half our team, and like they they'll come complaining, and like I, you know, I send them to the trainer, but I'm like, man, you just need to run. Like your body just is. It, these are the growing pains of running. But I, yeah, oh, that's that's the shin splints. Wow, okay, um, it, it, you know, let's go see the trainer. Let's see if he can patch you up. And I'm like, and they're like, so, coach, is my season over? And I'm like, (laughs) They're shin splints. You'll you'll be fine. Ice yourself. Take some ibuprofen. I don't tell them that because they're not allowed. But I, I uh, in my head, I tell them that. But
0: (laughs) no, I I do the same. I had a kid. We were, he had complained the first day. Gave him the whole speech. Like same thing. This is. This is normal. Like Mm -hmm. you you just do some stretching. Well, I stretched yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to have to continue that.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's going to take more than one stretch to fix yourself.
0: (laughs) You're going to have to do it all season. (laughs) And, you know, send him down to the trainer. He's like, I can't even walk. I'm like, all right, go, go to the trainer.
1: Then crawl to the trainer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Trainer sent him back. You know, said he's got tight calves, stretch, ice, you'll be fine. Yeah. So next day, gave him the speech again. We got uh, maybe 200 meters off campus. And he's like, I, I can't go. <laughs> it's like, I, I hear you, but this is part of that repetition part. Mm-hmm. You, you already talked to the trainer. We know it's nothing serious. So if you turn back and rest then your legs are just going to tie in up another day and it's going to be even worse the next day. Like I need you to get, you know, just a little bit. I'm not asking you to go with the varsity boys. I'm just asking you to get a little bit of running in. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And I, I, you know, I even tell my kids, I'm like, you can do like a minute on a minute off, but let's just, let's just keep it moving. And they're like, I don't know, coach. I, and I'm like, what did the trainer tell you to rest? No, they said, the I said, all right, then here we go. But, yeah, it's, it's interesting going back and gosh, uh.
0: you, you know, again, having that experience and I, and I had a similar experience, you know, I know I joined cross country in, in seventh grade and back of C team and, you know, did pretty well my, my junior and senior years. And when you got your own running, you know, uh, at the end of high school. Did you have, like, did you know at that time, like, could you envision your younger self looking at yourself being like, wow, how'd you get so fast?
1: <sighs> well, I don't, yeah, I I guess. So my, it'd be interesting what time you would come in to ask me. Because if senior year, me and, you know, uh, fourth grade me got together, complete flabbergast, Like, what like you could like you go out and run a 420 mile every week and then run a, you know, a sub 940. Oh, and then they have you do the 800 medley because no one wants to do it. Like, who are you? Right. um But if you took like 17 year old me as opposed to like 20 year old me, 17 year old me is going to be like, what happened to you? <laughs> we were so fast. What happened? Uh, and then uh 20, 21 year old me, will be my sweet summer child injuries happened um but yeah i I think it's uh i I would have never guessed that especially going out at um in elementary school and even in in middle school like it was good to beat those high schoolers it felt great um because i was like you know like 85 pounds and you know uh, like 13 years old it was it was a very gratifying feeling to be 18 year old man children um on the on the varsity seniors but um it was. Uh, I I think looking back on it, um, it it's nice to. I would have never thought that I would be a coach now. Like I knew I wanted to be an assistant coach because at the time I was told, "Hey, you get to be the cool uncle." And when I first started coaching, it was the year right after I graduated high school. So like a lot of them were like my teammates in the previous year, and so like I knew them really well. Like sometimes I jump in on workouts with them for track workouts. And uh, like, you know, I was I was I was content as a cucumber having no responsibility. Parents are mad. Talk to the head coach. Kids are mad. Talk to the head coach. Like it was it was a good time. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I also had a very big fear of being in front of people and like public speaking and I shied away from responsibility. And I knew I wanted to um, get in as an assistant coach because I wanted to teach at La Cueva. Um, so I was like, this is my end, right? I, I start coaching here. My foot's in the door. Once I finish college, I can teach here and like, it'll be perfect. Um, and I don't teach at LookWave anymore though, um, which is, which is fine. I, I pursued some other interests and, but the like amount of healing that cross country did, like coaching cross country has done for me um, in terms of running. Cause I was so bitter at, after college, like I was always injured And then just working with the kids again and just getting back to the basics of, like, running. It's a sport for everyone, really. And seeing the kids' face light up who went from – I was upset because, you know, I didn't run faster than a 15.42 in high school, right, or something like that. And I was like, man, why can't I get to, like, 15 flat or something? And then I go and see a kid that I've coached run a 38-minute 5K. And, yeah, they run a 35-minute – or 38 to 35 – and they're, they're just so ecstatic. And then to see that same kid in the span of two years go from that 38 minute to like a 23 minute 5k is just like their face lights up. It just really brought back the joy of running and the joy of coaching to me. And as, in, as far as like public speaking and like, I would not be talking to you right now. I'd be too shy. I'd be like, oh, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I'd say one or two things and now no one can get me to shut up. <laughs> so, you know it coaching has done a lot for me. I think if, if uh nine year old Kyle looked at me now where I was now, and I would, it would say, he'd say, man, like running has changed your life. And I, I can imagine being where I am now. So,
0: uh, I, I, <laughs> I I'm just envisioning that it's like the coach's curse, you know, I remember running and like, why is my coach always talking to everybody? He's always talking to all these other coaches. Why can't he just like, <laughs> and now I'm like, I do the same thing. I'm like, oh, how are you doing yeah. coach? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> like... yeah. Right. What's
1: that? Um, it's like either you die the hero or live long enough to become the, the coach is yeah. what I like the, the turn on the Batman uh, <laughs> speech. There is <laughs> like, sometimes I'll, I'll catch myself doing that exact same thing where I'm like, I'd be like, yo, like Nick, we got like, Talk to your team. Like, we, we got to, like, we need to go. And then, uh, like, sometimes I'll be talking to a coach and I'm like, oh, shoot, we're missing the start. We got to get over there. So, yep, I've, yeah. I've been there.
0: <laughs> oh, <clears throat> you know, when, what was that transition? You mentioned it kind of before coming from 2A to 5A and feeling like you were top of the world. <laughs> yeah. What was that transition? Like, like not only racing 5A, but just coming into a 5A team.
1: Yeah, um, sure. So my first three thoughts when I showed up, well, I guess, yeah, I guess three or four thoughts. One is how tall everyone was (laughs) in northern New Mexico. We're kind of short up there. Yeah, I remember being like, these guys are high schoolers, like they're, (laughs) they're tall. Um, and then the team was huge right in pinasco we had you know probably like a 12 14 person team by the end of the season uh, boys and girls combined maybe like 18 kids total it's it was a super small program um, and you know I'm very thankful for my time up there I, I learned a lot it was it was a good time uh, and I felt like it was it was It taught me grit over there but when i came to la cueva you know we had coaches that were running with us so that was another thing is like we'd go on runs and people would run like no one was running off to go you know uh hang out in the forest or um you know run around to find their friends and go for a quick (laughs) drive or whatever like like people were just at practice running and then the number like the other thing that like really shocked me and that I was kind of like sort of teased for is I was always coming in these big, all black and blue, dark blue baggy uh, cotton T-shirts, basketball shorts. Like I thought I was a little like gangster. Um, and uh, then I go to La Cueva and everyone's running their, their running shorts shirtless. And I'm thinking. These kids are the kids that we would bully in my in two in, in And and now I'm the one getting bullied for dressing <laughs> like a little hoodlum and um, so it was definitely a big it was a learning curve. And then um, and then we didn't really do different runs. Like, yeah, we had like workout days, but a lot of times we would just go to a, a core or a, a trailhead and be like, you know, run that way till the path ends and turn around and come back. Right. Um, And in 5A, there was a lot more of, OK, here's group A, group B, group C. Your, here's your specific workout today. Here's your specific workout today. Like it was. And, and I think part of it, too, is in 2A, you don't get, you know, an 80-person team, right? That's why they're 2A. And so, it you know, it, it, when you have that larger team, you have to break it down and kind of tailor it to more of your runners because not everyone's going to be as tightly running together. You're not, you know, there's more variation within the team. Um, and it was, I, I remember the first day of practice, i also didn't know how to navigate albuquerque i lived in albuquerque for a few years and moved up and over there it was like okay stay on the path don't go into the river don't go into the mountain easy enough right and then here i remember my first day of practice i went out and i was i was trying to keep up with the varsity and my face was all red i was huffing and puffing they're all chatting and talking they kept looking like who is this kid (laughs) man like look at this guy um and um then the coach finally was like go ahead and turn back i was like coach i can't keep going like no, turn back. And I was like, OK. And I turned back and immediately got lost and was knocking on doors. Yeah. And I was like, I'm looking for a park. What's the name of the park? I don't know. It's a big park, though, with grass. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, so it was it was quite the culture shock um, for sure. Um, and uh, I, I, I think it's just it, there's a lot of benefits of being at a five. school. Well, not to say that, like, two A is bad, but you know the the booster club. There's more like money to pull from. Uh, there's access to more coaches. There's more kids, parent volunteers, and like I would love. I, I talk to my old coach up in Pinyasco all the time. I'm like, hey, hang in there another couple of years. I I, I want to come back. <laughs> I want to come back for sure. But you know, I I have to I have to win some sort of trophy or something here. I can't just be the the winless coach at La Cueva. So. <laughs> On my bucket list before I leave.
0: So. Uh, well, I hear you. I mean, I grew up in in Las Vegas, and I mean, I did Our our racing shorts were the only pair of short shorts I had. Mm-hmm. You know, my my dad was a rudder, and and he had a bunch. And I I feel like he talked to me, and I'm like, no, we we got to wear our like shorts to our knees. Like that's our <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. You just, I. I remember showing up to college and all the kids looking at me like, what are you wearing? <laughs> yeah. yep. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny because like short shorts are just like a thing for me now. Like, I mean, like, you know, I'm going for a run and like, I don't think anything of it. But my grandma still, whenever she sees me is like, like, oh, you're going out naked. Put some clothes on. And I'm like, grandma, uh, I-, I gotta be, I gotta be fast. These yeah. Shorts make me faster. <laughs> But yeah, and it's and it's bizarre because that was, you know, you were bullied for not wearing short shorts when right. I was at La Cueva. And then fast forward now, uh, like I, when Matt and I took over, I went back and I was like, none of these kids wear short shorts at all. It's like it's weird how the site and now uh, the kids are finally getting used to like, you know, they'll like take off their shirts on the long runs. And very rarely does it happen, but they're starting to wear their short shorts now. So I'm like, we're, we're getting to them. We're making them into runners. It's just the metamorphosis.
0: We've got, we've had them, they've been on the short shorts for a while. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll drop the shirts. And, and sometimes as a coach, I'm like, man, it's so hot. <laughs> yeah. <wish> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, I, Matt asked me and I'm like, I, when I was teaching at La Cueva, I was like, I, I don't need the kids putting this on Snapchat or TikTok or 'Cause I'm I'm not in the shape I used to be. So we're 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 just gonna save them that that uh that horror.
0: So uh, so i on, on kind of that same that same note that transition, what was that transition like from high school to college running? Oh man. It was rough.
1: Uh <laughs> um so again in high school I didn't even know if I wanted to run in college. Um, I had thought, you know, I kind of made my mark here. I, I did what I wanted to do, and I was kind of, I don't know if I want to commit because I'm, ve- I'm a very non-committal person. It's, it's a terrible <laughs> family trait I get from my mom's side of the family. We're very indecisive. Um, and I kind of had to sit down and talk to myself and be like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to go to all the practices. I'm going to do all this, and I'm going to be, uh, you know, all-American in something, right? Those were the, my lofty goals as a 17-year-old starting college. Um, and I, I didn't know quite how to prepare myself, I think, cause again, I was, a, I was a, like looking back, I thought I was so grown up, but if a 17 year old came up to me now and was like, oh, I know, I know, blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, dude, no, sit down. You're still a kid. Um, but I, I went to Italy and Switzerland that summer and I didn't run. And I think I went on one run, but I mostly ate pasta and put on a, a few pounds and I was fortunate enough to be kind of stupid, talented and a teenage boy with a teenage boy metabolism. So I came back uh, after not running since Great Southwest, I ran for eight days. And I think the bare minimum to make the team was like a 10 flat two mile. And I think I ran like 10.01. And it just so happened that I was faster than a couple other people that tried out. So they took me on it. And, and, you know, um, I think uh, if, if we go down that rabbit hole, it'll be It'll be a whole like four hour podcast, <laughs> but uh, I'll keep it short and sweet. And uh, but basically um, I wasn't really prepared. I don't think I had the mentality um, for running and in, in, I wanted to do it. My heart was there. My mind was there, but I don't think I was given the tools or guidance to make the jump. A lot of my teammates that would, you know, that were those top gun guys were coming here as 20, 21 year old freshmen or 22, 23 year old graduate students. They had already transitioned from teenage high school running to a more serious collegiate level running. And for me, I would go to the practices, I would go to the weights, um, but my in high school, my body, I was running 30, 35 miles a week. I was a low mileage kind of guy. And uh, UNM, the program was very much geared towards higher mileage you know, 10 mile tempos, eight mile tempos. Uh, I think the lowest mileage we had during the school year was 60 miles a week. Wow. So I went from not running all summer to, uh, a program that we were running 60 miles a week that basically that first week of school. And so my mileage jumped up and, um, and it worked for me. For a while, it worked really well. And, and that was another thing is I had one injury in high school and it was my hip, my senior year that kept me out for a few weeks of track. Um, and then that's why I didn't run the 800 my senior year. But other than that, I was really blessed. I wasn't injured at all. Um, and so when I, I just kept running, right, I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know when to listen to my body. In college, I was, you know, I was hanging out with friends and doing homework and then getting like Uh, I would get nine hours of sleep every night in, in, in high school. And I remember going to practice one day and saying, guys, I only got like seven and a half hours of sleep and the team laughing at me, (laughs) um, little did I know that was going to be a good night's sleep. Uh, but yeah, so it was just a, a really difficult transition that, you know, I, I made it. And by the end of cross country, I think I was running really great. I was, um, I was keeping up with some of the top guys on the team for some of our tempos that we were doing, um. And then there was like a, a, a junior nationals out in, um, I think, St. Louis that year. And I had gone the year before with the Wings of America, uh, Native American cross-country team. And they had offered to take me again. But UNM had told me, like, you know, we'll send you. And we're going to give you a training plan. Just stick to it. We'll give you a kit to go out there and race. We'll pay for everything. And so it was kind of like, a, okay, like, you know, I, thank you very much, Wings. I'd love to go with you guys. But let me, you know, I got to show my loyalty to my school now. And that was, that was, I think the mistake is that I had trained, you know, between 60 to 75 ish miles from August through February. And by some stroke of luck, nothing had happened. I didn't overtrain. I was doing great. Um, And then it turned out the other freshmen didn't train at all. And so then like basically four days before we were going to leave, they said, no, you're not going, which was kind of it was a gut punch for sure. Um, uh, there were some, they said, is that okay with you? And I said, yes, coach, that's fine with me. And then I got in my car and there were some strong words that were put in because um, my parents had, you know, already bought tickets to go out there to go see me. And uh, so anyway, that then from there, they said, well, you're in such good shape. Let's keep you training and we'll let you travel for outdoor track. And I thought, hot dog, that's awesome. And I kept training. So here, I I had never gone more than you know June to November without a break before. And here I was from August through maybe right before spring break. Uh, I'd run a couple indoor meets. I was I was running good times. And then I I nearly tore my hip flexor, and everything just fumbled from there, right. And so I didn't know how to rehab. I don't think I was given the tools. And then. Uh, it was hard because I had to learn that stuff. And I think that's why I, my running career in college is I got healthy and then I got, I was too quick to get back in. So I think the transition from college to high school was, and then I was also, I was really spoiled with my high school coach. Nick was, and Nick and then with Jeff and Josh for, for track, they were they you know josh told me he'd take a bullet for me one time because i got shot up running around the academy right living in albuquerque you <laughs> got shot up with a bb gun um, <laughs> another day in the life of the 505 um and he's like i would have taken a bullet for you and so i was used to those coaches that were really you know i was their superstar so they would kind of baby me that always check in with me i was i was spoiled i was blessed And then in college, er, everyone's a Kyle fastball or better. So, you know, that, that, and, and I, you know, you know, they have their priorities, their things that they need to, they don't have time to say, Hey, Kyle, we need you to come in for rehab today. And so I think that was the biggest uh, hiccup with my transition is just that um, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was uh, the big boy leagues.
0: So anyway, no, I mean, I think that's hard. That transition of like, you know, in high school, as coaches, you know, we, we, we put, I think, plenty on the kids, mm-hmm. but we're constantly checking on them. Hey, did you get your forms turned in? Did you get your physical? Don't forget your physicals, dude. Don't forget, You know, all those little constant reminders because they're not adults. I mean, they're still kids. Mm-hmm. And then you get to college and, you know, especially at an established program or a program that wants to be, you know, at a certain level, you know they care about you they care they want you to progress because they want to obviously continue to build the team but you're also kind of replaceable so if you don't do the things that you need to do Mm -hmm. there's three other guys that are right behind you that absolutely can take that spot Mm -hmm.
1: yeah it's uh it's you know it's a it's a much harsher world out there but you know and and that's not to say I didn't enjoy my time at UNM. I think I was a little bit of like a glue guy with the team. You know, I was always checking in on everybody. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed my time there. But it is a, it is a big transition. And uh, but I think, too, like I think I turned 18 about four days before the time trial. My uh, so I almost had to bring my parents to the compliance meeting. <laughs> um, so, like, I think just like. You know, I, I wasn't quite ready for it then. And looking back on it, there's so many things I wish I would have done better. But that's the benefit of being a coach now is I get to uh, yell at the kids over and over, Tom Blue in the face, what not to do. But you know, they won't learn until they make the same mistakes. So, you uh, know, it's a, it's a blessing and a
0: curse. Right. It's, it's so awesome to be there. Like, I've done this. You mm-hmm. don't have to. You trust me. But... Yeah, some of them just gotta fail for themselves.
1: <laughs> yep, yep, absolutely.
0: <laughs> it's uh you know, I don't know. It it's hard to put coaching I think into into words. And like you said, you you've had the benefit of having some amazing coaches that have uh I think helped, you know, guide who you are as a coach, which is awesome. And I'm I'm sure that's what you kind of want to instill with your kiddos is is that same kind of passion that that was helped, you know, form for you.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I I I definitely, you know, my my track coach or my cross country coach was there for my first day of high school. Like, you know, he was there for my first high school meet, my first Lobo meet. He was there for my first day as a graduate student first day because I was working for uh, as an assistant coach at the time, and then first day of teaching, like he was with me through a lot of milestones. And it was kind of fun, because up until last year, there was a little bit of overlap between the kids, right. And so when I don't know how to react, I just think, what would Nick do? And, you know, um, I would sometimes like, say, say a phrase or like, say intonations. And the kids would be like, that was like a very, like, Nick Martinez thing to do. And like, it's kind of like a good, fit. it's like, you know, he's still kind of here, still uh have him there with me and uh it's kind of nice and a a lot of the kids they don't um my track coaches were good too um but they uh they they left the program sooner so there's not as much of an overlap there between the kids but I always thought it was funny like you sounded just like coach Nick and I'm like thank you that's the best compliment I could receive um so it is and it's and it's nice because you know I know that I you know when I first got the coaching job and for a while, I was still calling him up or going over to his house and be like, coach, I got this issue or like, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. And, you know, he was willing to help me out. And it's and it's crazy because when he left, he asked everyone uh, to each one, teach one or something like that, you know, pass on the torch, keep giving. And I, you know, I try to take that to heart. Um, but it's it's the little things where like I got a Snapchat memory of a team dinner. We had, a team breakfast we had. And i was looking at all the kids i'm like man all these kids are graduated they're gone now but how many of them do i still talk to like you know i got kids that will call me for a reference letter kids that um one kid needed help with their picking their classes out i I don't know what makes me qualified for that but you know i said all right let's pull up the schedule (laughs) let's look up your uh what you needed for your master's degree or your uh sorry your undergrad degree let's go through that and you know I, i am there for them i feel like or sometimes they'll call me and uh sometimes it's a little more personal like hey my parents are getting divorced like my girlfriend boyfriend just broke up with me like you know and it, and it's really an honor after all these years i think oh like this person's having just like the worst day of their life so far and here they come to uh you know talk to the talk to me out of all people and so it's a really it's it's very it's a, coaching is a very giving uh i guess profession um you know i think that's my my real passion um, is coaching so I, anyway
0: absolutely i mean i can i can see it i think I I, I it's hard to find a, a coach especially you know in the cross-country ranks because they're all pretty mallow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who who don't feel you know kind of that same way and i mean i think nick's a a, a great mentor to have you know i was lucky to uh you know race against him back in our high school days yeah and and he's just and and be a teammate of his actually for for a little while and and uh, yeah and I uh, just just good times you know it's it's fun to have those memories and and think back of you know for myself thinking back to my high school running days and and then even just back when I first started coaching you know and I have the same things of like oh man, I haven't talked to this kid in like a few months. I hope they're doing good. Like it's been. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And it, it's crazy. You kind of get like attached to them. And then it's so amazing too, to see them kind of sprout their wings and grow. Or I'm frankly shocked by how well some of my kids turned out. I'm, you know, I'm like, man, I never thought you'd make it here, man. That That's great. Oh. So it, it's good to see their growth and, you know, to be a part of their, their, process of finding their identity is amazing
0: right well and to see like you said those those freshmen climbing trees throwing pine cones in four years are going to be the leaders of the team and you know there's going to be some maturity along the way and it's a little bit <laughs> right right it's it's a matter of finding you know where it is but it, it is so like I've, I've had kids like that like four years ago you were like Shooting lasers out of your arms during a tempo run, and now you're like, (laughs) real. Tell you know, leading kids through drills. So (laughs) yeah,
1: it's it's wild. Even even with my freshman now, I so I like I said, I never raised my voice. But after that one day, it wasn't like a super angry. But I was like, hey, I'm not sure you heard me, but you can do this or you can go home. I'm sick of it. And uh, and it it was right when they were doing drills because they're throwing pine cones and stuff at each. It was a nightmare, but. Now I was talking to Matt and I was like, we better get over there because usually when we do drills, we have them line up. And first of all, they don't know how to count. They don't know how to get it. I'm like, didn't you guys do kindergarten line leaders? Um, and then the drills are so sloppy. Like they they like, I don't know, they look like they're dancing or TikTok dancing their way through high knees or or B skips or something. So we have to go, hold on, go back, go back. We're going to do this again. And uh, I was talking about like, we better get over there. And He's like, wait, look. And even now you know, it's been about three weeks, they got into lines, they were doing their drills. And I was like, Oh, man, man, it's happening. It's happening. The metamorphosis. <laughs> so you know, it's it's take the victories where you can. But yeah, there's a, a big maturity curve that comes between freshmen and, and also the kids that are like super quiet and shy and have like no friends. And then senior year, they're like the ones organizing everything, the ringleaders. leaders, yeah. it's, it's really great to see them grow. I
0: I agree. It's 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 fantastic. I I, I love this job. <laughs> yeah. The, still getting used to the paperwork of the head coaching position, but the rest yeah. of it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's yeah. No, like when I was like the cool uncle, like that was the best, right? And then and then you're like, I was like, man, I have to I have to do what now? I have to kick kids off for failing? What? I have to I have to discipline kids? Paperwork? Oh my gosh, like entries on time like (laughs) what and you know there was one year i was assistant with nick and i think it was the first or second year they did metro at the community stadium and they always used to have the deadline like that wednesday morning or something i don't remember how it was but then they changed it to a tuesday morning or if it was tuesday at midnight i don't know and so we missed the entry and it was us in valley and so we emailed the organizers, said, oh my gosh, we're so sorry. We didn't know. And they basically said, we're going to make an example because you guys can't just, just because you're La Cueva, you can't decide when you have your uh, your entries due. So they did that. And then it turns out Valley also didn't turn their entries well. We already told La Cueva they can't come, so you guys can't come. And so we did our own little meet. We asked Coach Ketch if we could just run it on the old Metro Course at Academy. And every year I joke with my AD, I'm like, what if I just forget to submit our (laughs) entries can we just not do metro like i hate that course so much um but every year she says no but we'll see it might i might forget accidentally you know i'm still getting used to this coaching me it's only my fifth year. right
0: (laughs) oh man you know after everything that we went through last year what are you looking forward to i mean we're talking on the eve. Uh, we, we did our scrimmage together, which was great. You guys put it on fantastically. So Thank you guys again for that. But we're on the eve of our opening meet for the season. So far things are as normal as they can be. And so, you know, what are you looking forward to this season?
1: Yeah, so this is a really unique position. I'm sure, like we, I know we had kind of touch base on this as well. You're rebuilding your team. um It's, I, you know, I, I tell people it's like in Infinity War when Thanos snaps his fingers and <laughs> everyone just like that's how our team feels, right? You know, we always had like uh, a Nathan or a Stevie, Bryn, Audrey, these top dogs on our team that were varsity studs that we can count on and. They're all gone now. Um, they've all graduated, moved on to other things. So um, we have, like I said, uh, three seniors, three juniors, and the rest are all freshmen, sophomores. You know, I, I, it's going to be a tough year, but and every year I try to say I want either our boys or girls in the top five. I want to be in the mix, and I think this year I still have that goal, but more my more important goal is I just want to see who can rise up right we have a vacancy there's a power vacuum there's there's all this opportunity but who's going to get up there and who's going to go out and grab it that's what i'm most excited for this season i want to see um really what the trajectory is of our next three years and it starts it starts this year starts tomorrow essentially um and that's kind of what i'm most excited for um because it's you know i've i i thought about you know um just get moving out of albuquerque just for a change in scenery but and i thought well now it would be a good year like, you know the program will be passed on to someone else they can put their new rules in but i wasn't quite ready to leave all the kids yet so i came back and um i'm in the long for the long run now because you know i, I don't want to do all this rebuilding and leave anytime <laughs> soon but um but yeah I, I just i'm just so like there's so much like there, no one has expectations for us right? Our boys team has one upperclassman on it. Um, Our girls team has a couple good girls, but haven't been really running as much because our training got thrown off. So I'm just excited to see who steps up this year.
0: That's awesome. And I think that's a great spot to kind of wrap up with. Nice and positive and awesome. And I mean, we're wrapping up here, but like I said, I'm going to see you tomorrow morning. I'm sure we're going to chat some more.
1: Oh, (laughs) count on it. I I'm going to avoid my coaching responsibility as much as possible to, uh, my, my, my mom always says I, I politic is that I I show up somewhere and I have a job to do, but instead of doing my job, I go and talk to everyone and um, it's, it's a mess. So I'm sure we'll touch base tomorrow.
0: Absolutely. I look forward to seeing you and obviously good luck to your team. I look forward to seeing all the coaches that, well, I mean, we had the track season, so I've seen, you know, a lot of them there, but, um, You know, I just have one more question for you. That's how I end the podcast every time, and that is, uh, what What are you listening to to get yourself up and going and ready for a run or or ready to go deal with those freshmen?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm 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 getting quite close to thirty now. Not saying that thirty is old; it's still quite young. Um, So, I, I like to, you know, keep hip and young with the kids. I just made myself sound way older than i needed to by but i'm really on that uh, olivia rodrigo uh grind right now that album oh, is just chef's kiss yeah and the kids think it's so funny because you know i'll be coming into practice and you can just hear good for you blasting in my car and i was like i just need a second guys i just need a second you know let that chorus drop and then i'm like all right let's go coach ready for this day now so they think it's hilarious um but yeah i'm 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 on the drinking the Zoomer Kool Aid in terms of music and and whatnot, trying to trying to grab onto my
0: fleeting youth, you know.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's that's hilarious. That's great. <laughs> uh, so I put together. I don't think I did it the last ten, but I, I generally put together a um, playlist that I'll then throw into uh, Spotify of the 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 songs from the the 10 people I interviewed from that time and then throw that up onto Instagram. So I guess I'll have to listen to this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, all the angst of a teenage girl, like when you listen to that, think of me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Well, like I said, this, this has been a lot of fun. And I like, I can't wait to see you tomorrow. And is there anything else you'd like to add before I let you go?
1: No, I just want to say thanks for having me on. This was a ton of fun and uh, best of luck to you and your team this season. It'll be good to see you out there again.
0: I'd once again like to thank my guest for their time and thank you for tuning in. If you have the opportunity, please rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or just help spread the word. Music was provided by Philip Friedman. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJ Teach. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at RunningNM. Feel free to drop me a line or shoot me an email at runningnewmexico at gmail.com if you have any questions or know of someone who should be interviewed. In the meantime, keep running, New Mexico.